Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So this week we are celebrating Mother's Day and as a mother, I am I just want to say that motherhood is the best hood that I have ever been a part of. And to all my mothers out there, happy Mother's Day to you. You know, there's the that saying that motherhood is a very thankless job. I don't know how many of you guys feel that way. I know that there are times that I have felt um, underappreciated um, and that it's just, it can be tiresome. But at the end of the day, I must say that I I wouldn't have it any other way. The highs and the lows, all of it, it's just a wonderful hood to be a part of. Um, I I don't have many years in the game. I mean, I I my daughter will be turning twelve this year. I can't believe that. Uh, and she's about to go into middle school and be a sixth grader, and then um. AJ will be hitting double digits this year like oh my goodness boy you already 10 what um but I would have to say that it's it's been a beautiful thing now do I want more children no (laughs) I do not as much as I enjoyed all the phases um of it so far because I have not gotten to the teenage phase I I'm right there on that preteen and ooh. Child, when I tell you that a flip of a switch has gone on, I mean, she she's great. But uh, I, I think I've shared with you guys how I've had to have the the conversation of, you know, becoming a woman with her. Um, that whole change has been an, a, an ordeal in itself. Like it has changed. I don't want to say it's changed the dynamic. It hasn't I, I, that I think that would be exaggerating a bit. But um, we all have had to adjust to the mood swings. <laughs> that is Skylin. Um, but it's it's fun. Um, I've seen recent posts on social media um, about a, a daughter being um, a mother's gift from God, like the, for a lifetime best friend. And I would have to say that um, I've always said to Skylin, I was like, I could be your best friend, but I'm your mama first. Like, that's just the core to how I am with her. Like, yes, I'm the person that you can come and talk to and always feel like you have a place of comfort with um, a safe space. But I'm always be mama. I'm always do my best to tell you right from wrong. Uh there's something that my mama used to say to me uh, when I was younger growing up. She was like, you won't understand until you become a mother. And those were some true words because there's a lot of things that I did not understand as a child that as a mother, I have clear context <laughs> on now. Um, and I would say that becoming a mom has really um, wisened me up. I've I've said to, to Skylin, um through posts, you know, on her birthday, as well as as AJ, that they have taught me how to be a mom. It's interesting because, you know, I watched my mother growing up and I watched the things that she did. My mom was very involved in my um, elementary school age uh, stages, elementary and, and middle school 
in, in high school as well. I think as I got older, it it wasn't as intense, maybe. <laughs> but um, you know, my mom was a part of PTA. I remember in uh middle school, she knew down to the janitor. You know, everybody knew uh my mama uh when I was in school. And it wasn't really until like, you know, high school is a little bit different, but, you know, everybody knew her there as well, you know, for um, football games when the band would get together, you know, for, you know, last minute rehearsals to get dressed and everything. My mom used to go and, you know, make the meal for us. And I still have, you know, bandmates today who remember, you know, Miss um, Johnson uh, who would come in with the, the big sheet of baked macaroni and cheese and baked chicken or barbecue chicken, you know, to make sure that we ate well. And I mean, all the band parents were great, you know, because they did it together. Like she was a part of, of that, you know, being a part of making sure that we ate well before we, it was game time. And so I remember just, you know, thinking to myself, like, these are the things that you do when you become a mother. And so I, entered into marriage with these expectations of what motherhood looked like and what it you know what it takes to be a good mother so I, I'm basically it's like you have the the script or the the plan or the prototype with your own childhood upbringing at least that's what I had let me talk to myself I always talk about how I'm gonna talk for myself but you know I I entered into this thing like before becoming a mother, it was like the the blueprint or the prototype or whatever for me was seeing what my mama did. And of course, like as a child, there's certain things I'm like, oh, I like when you do that. I I am never going to say that to my child. I ain't never going to do that. You know, you have all those little those little things as well. But I came into it with this overall idea or expectation of what a, a good mother looked like. And then um, I also had society telling me what good mothering was because you see in the news like, oh, you know, this mom did this or this is bad. It, 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 you, so you, you see like, oh, giving your child nutrition. Let, let's just start with the whole pregnancy part of becoming a mother because you have everybody and a mama telling you how your pregnancy is going to be <laughs> and what you should expect when expecting um, and plus you pick up that book too that tells you what you should be doing in in each of your trimesters and because it starts from there right it, it starts from how well you're taking care of your body some people tell you it starts even before then because you got to prepare your body to become this incubator um, to grow this new life within you you know you got to take your prenatal vitamins and you got to make sure that you're you don't wear heels like the stuff that we were told when I see, you know, uh, uh, pregos like Rihanna still wearing her, her heels, still being very fashionable, you know, I remember going to, I cannot remember the name of the store right now, but going to the maternity shop um, to go and buy clothes. And I just felt like, oh my gosh, these maternity clothes are just hideous. I don't want to wear them. Um, I think I only went and bought like the pants because they had the the built-in tummy you know the stretch around your tummy I think that's the only thing that I ended up spending my money on and I just went to the store and bought a whole bunch of like large and extra large shirts to wear because 
I did not find the clothes to be very fashionable or the ones that were were just super expensive. And I'm like, I'm only going to be wearing it for a short amount of time. Why am I spending all this money? But it started from from there with wearing, you know, um, shoes that that fit well or eating the right foot the foods don't eat any fish all of these different things and then you you go into bringing this little person into the world or persons if you had uh multiples but you bring this little person into the world and then you have everybody telling you don't hold them too much because you're gonna spoil them especially if you have to take them to daycare or oh here's the biggest one breastfeeding omg I think that was like one of the biggest struggles for me um, with being a mom because like with Skyland, it came, I won't well, it wasn't complete ease with Skyland, but you know, with Skyland, I was able to nurse her on, you know, for a full year and um, I wasn't able to do that with AJ and I literally, I think I, I think I might've went through depression not being able to to feed AJ but wasn't really able to pinpoint what it was but I was really heartbroken by that thing and I remember going to the the mommy and me thing that they had um at the hospital where I had him uh where you would come at once a week um they you you could go there and they would help you with your breastfeeding and I remember the lactation nurse she was just like oh come on mom you can do it this is the best milk that you can give your baby this is liquid gold you don't want to have to give them formula and and like really it was a big thing and I I struggled I strained with that because he was not latching on properly and so I ended up having to pump first um because he wasn't latching on properly and give him the bottle and by pumping first or having that be the main um, source of how I was pulling my milk in, not as much milk pulled in like it did with Skyland. And AJ ate a lot more than she did. So I think I was only able to nurse him for like six months. And then by that time, we had to go half and half, um, half formula, half half breast milk and then eventually I just dried up like with Skyland I was wrapping my breasts with cabbage leaves and all kind of stuff to (laughs) reduce the I didn't have to do that with AJ because it just between him and and my milk ducks just saying hey that's it we good (laughs) it was over but um just those little things it was like a, a different aspect of what a good mother is a quote-unquote good mother um nurses their child a good mother makes their own baby food oh my gosh I remember that experience as well Uh, that's when the little baby bullets came out and it was like oh buy a baby bullet and then somebody else said well you don't need to do that if you already had a bullet and I did have a bullet they were like just use your regular bullet or just use your regular blender you don't need a baby bullet but here I was um you know boiling or cooking vegetables pureeing them to to give my kids you know a homemade baby food and that became tedious y'all because I was a working mom who worked outside the home it just didn't fit my schedule and I felt bad it's like oh you're not being a good mother because you're not making a food yourself like you you don't want to fill them up with 
you know, processed foods and that's uh, high in sugar and all this stuff. Like it was something else, even down to the diapers, which diapers are better to put on your child? Like nowadays, because they have the organic um, diapers, it's just like, oh, you are a bad mother because you put Huggies or Pampers on your child. You should use Honest diapers because they're organic and they're natural. Or, you know, before Honest came out, because Honest wasn't around when Skylin and AJ were born, it was, oh, you should use cloth diapers because that's the best one. Plus, you can save money. Who was finna sit there and wash these diapers, the poopy diapers out? Like, I can understand the pee-pee diapers, you just throwing them junks inside of the, the washing machine, but the poopy diapers, who was finna wash that? Uh-uh. I was just like, I can't, y'all. But you had all these, or I had all these different things coming at me about what it was to be a good mother. <laughs> it's just, it's so much. And then we go around mommy shaming each other we we go around saying oh you're a good mom because you do this or or you're a bad mom nowadays living in a world with the pandemic or with COVID-19 oh to vaccinate or not to vaccinate you're a bad mom if you vaccinate you're a bad mom if you don't vaccinate it's just like there's so much pressure and we put this pressure on one another and we fail to even acknowledge the pressure that we are feeling ourselves We're just trying to raise our kids because even our kids are different from, uh, you know, each other. They can you can have a child to, you know, your children be from the same mama, same daddy. But they are two different personalities, two different personalities, which means that you have to parent them differently. I can't parent Skylin and AJ the same way. They're two different individuals. They two they have different love languages. And it's just like amazing to me how we fall into this comparison trap. We fall into the mommy shaming. We fall into the just going at each other about how we parent. There's no manual out there. These kids did not come with a manual. This is like how when you buy a car and the there's the, the manual inside of the glove compartment. If you need to learn how to operate your vehicle or how, you know, when you buy a new appliance, it comes with a manual. These children did not come with a manual. Yes, there are many parenting books out there, but they were written by people who have done research on those children and then they make these general assumptions we go out and buy these books and we're like okay this general information should work for my kids it may or it may not your child it may work for your child and then what about those that it doesn't now you still feel bad because the books ain't even helping you we really just have to trust our own instinct it's no different than how God has said to us Everything you need, I've already given to you. Go in the strength that I've given you. That's what he said to Gideon. That That is what Elijah said to the widow woman who was saying that her husband left them in debt when he passed. And, you know, now the debt collectors were coming to take her sons. Elisha, I'm sorry, Elisha told her, you know, what do you have in your house? She was like, I have a little oil. He said, go and tell your sons to 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 collect all the bottles that they can from your neighbors and start filling them up. 
And then once she did that, it was something that was already in her house. It was the oil that was already in her house. When Elijah went to the widow woman and, and um, asked her what did she had, she was like, she, was, she just got a little flour and a little meal, and she was going to make a meal for her and her son and die. He was like, well, go make some for me first. But it was something that she already had in her, in her house that she made and gave to him and then was able to sustain them throughout the entire famine. We have everything that we need inside of us to raise these kids. God saw fit to bless us with the children that we have because he's like, there's something that's inside of you that I need inside of them. And only you can train them up in this way. Now, I understand that, you know, not all of us have the best relationship with our parents. I understand that some of us were adopted and may not even know who our biological parents are. But have you ever thought that maybe the reason why you might be in the situation that you're in is because you needed the DNA that was in your biological parents, but you needed the lessons and the nurturing from your adoptive parents to really give you what it is that you needed. I understand that there's some of us who grew up in orphanages or grew up in the system and didn't have parents at all, was never the child that they selected to, you know, be adopted or, or and, and I get it, that's hard. But at the same time, the instructors that you had, there was something that was in them that you needed to get to where you are. I realize that some of us have also gone through abuse and molestation and all these different things in our homes. And it's like, Hannah, it's not that easy for you to say those things. And I get it because we have all been through some stuff. I've been through some things in my childhood as an adult. Like I said, you know, um, when we grow up, we, we say that, oh, when I become a parent, I'm never going to do that. I'm not going to do that. When I became a parent, I did find myself doing some things that my mom or my dad did. And I was like, oh, I said I was never going to do that. And look at me now. Look, And I had to adjust. I had to change it. But something else that I realized as a parent is that I look back, when I look back over my life and I think about some of the experiences that I had, you know, I'm not going to say that, oh, I had this rough childhood, but I realized, oh, OK, in my in my childhood, in my adolescence, I didn't realize that this isn't something that I should be exposed to or be in because I was in it. It was normal to me. But then as an adult, as a mother, as someone who is, you know, now raising other little people that I am doing my best to, you know, take care of and protect and be responsible for things that I would not want to have my children exposed to. I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't want them to have that experience. I don't want them to go through that. But I had to go through that experience to understand that's not something that I want for my child. And I get it. Sometimes we don't want to be the testimony for somebody else's breakthrough. But it was a good friend of mine who said to me when, you know, she would refer to her children sometimes as being spoiled. And I did the same thing. I was like, y'all so spoiled. Like I, 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 I but I, I worked so hard. Anthony worked so hard. We do it to give our kids the best. But at the same time, we want to teach them like this don't just come to you. Don't grow up being entitled to stuff. Y'all really need to understand how blessed you are. But in speaking with my friend and, and, and 
we were talking about, you know, how our children are, are spoiled or whatever. They don't know how good they have it. She, she told me or shared with me that God said to her that that was your story. Growing up the way that you did was your story for your testimony to give me glory. And now I have blessed you to be in a position where you are to be a blessing to your kids because this is now their testimony. And th- and when they have their own kids, they can't compare their kids' childhood to their childhood because, again, that's not their children's testimony. It's theirs. And when she said that to me, we both got the revelation like, oh, okay, my testimony, my childhood ain't my child's. My child has their own testimony to go through. My child has their own struggles to go through. At least my my children can, what they can learn from me is, is it's okay to go to therapy to better yourself. You don't have to, because it's not something that we didn't talk about. We just gonna continue to not talk about it. No, we gonna talk about it because we realize that it gives us healing, that it makes us better, you know? So they're growing up in something different. And I realize that's all a part of my parenting. You know, maybe some people might look out like, oh, that's bad mothering that you have to go to therapy. No, you supposed to be this strong person, strong woman, superwoman, do it all without therapy. That ain't me. I'm sorry. Uh, A part of my good parenting is me getting my healing, me going to therapy. I got therapy and Jesus. Okay, Uh, the both of them are helping me and I'm teaching my kids that it's okay. It's okay that a part of wholeness, having, you know, good health overall is mind body and spirit you know you want to eat right work out exercise and take care of that physical take care of that body but you also need to talk to somebody to take care of that mental and emotional because mental and emotional health is important as well and yes i get into the word of god to feed my spirit so that i can be healthy in my spirit like it's mind body and spirit that we need to be focusing on with our health and i think that is what good parenting is is teaching our children to take care of their whole self and it's just different things that i've realized over the years especially even more so this year as my children are getting older and i'm realizing like my time with them under my roof is getting short (laughs) i don't have time to be comparing myself to other mothers I don't have time to be feeling bad about me not being able to do some of the things that I've seen other mothers do I've shared with y'all how a friend of mine used to make chicken nuggets from scratch I don't have time to make chicken nuggets from scratch I will go out and buy the Purdue chicken and be okay with that you know nowadays I, I try to make sure that I cook at least four to maybe five times a week yes there are seven days in a week i don't ever get to seven i won't ever get to seven because on fridays hannah does not cook the kitchen is closed so at the most you're gonna get out of me is six and i can't tell you the last time that i made six homemade meals in this house it has not happened in a very long time so my goal is to at least get four to five four to five good meals every week you can say that's bad parenting. That's not being a good mama, but it's a good mom. It's a, a a good mama attribute here in the Jenkins household. I think we have to start owning our own mommy goals. 
We have to set the standards for ourselves and just say, this is what it is because look at my kids. They're, they're okay. You know, um, I'm doing my best with taking care of them. And I want to say that you're doing a good job, mom. I don't know the last time somebody has told you that, but I want you to know you are doing a good job. Look in the mirror and tell yourself that I am doing a good job. It doesn't matter if right now your kids are acting up. If right now you feel like there's a lot of tension, tell yourself you are doing a good job because mothering ain't easy. You find yourself being their doctors, being their nurses, being their chauffeurs, you know, being their teachers, ooh, especially in the past two years, you know, being their teachers and principal, being their disciplinarian, you know, the 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 police, their their lawyer, their judge. Like you are everything for them. You provide everything for them. And the and the biggest thing I think about when it comes to motherhood and the the past years that I have had the honor of being in this hood is time. How much time am I spending with my kids? Like that's it. I I get it. We talk about self-care Sundays. We talk about and it's important, you know, having the mommy time. It's important. I have dealt with mommy guilt. <laughs> And I understand that you got to take time for yourself to pour into you. That's why on the planes, they tell you to put your mask on first before you put it on somebody else. You do have to take care of you because you cannot pour from an empty cup. At the same time, y'all, it's important for us to schedule time in with our kids because the before you know it in a blink of an eye, they are out the door. And you won't have you can't get that time back. I have shared with y'all how I have allowed years to go by those early childhood stages where I could have made many more memories with my children. But I was more focused on the mess than on the memories, making the memories with them. When I would come home from work, I would be more focused on, oh, I got to fix dinner. I got to get stuff ready for tomorrow that I didn't just come home and hug all my babies and spend time with them rolling on the floor. I didn't do that. And, And for me, I got the film to prove it because Anthony was trying to document as much as he could. And it's either you didn't see me in the videos or when you did. Oh, goodness. You talk about a rest and itch face. (laughs) My Lord. But I had to come to terms that that's not what's important. What's important is just spending time with them. They not going to care about the house being cleaned up that y'all can clean it up together you know when my kids look back on their early childhood memories it makes me sad because I'm just like yeah I was there I was soccer mom I was out there on a soccer field with them I was out at Skyland's dance rehearsals and and dance recitals with her I did stuff with them I was involved but just the time at the house just spending time together, playing family games. Like, I didn't spend a lot of time doing that. And I can't get those years back. I can't get those that time back with them. So I have to, but I'm not going to sit here and focus on that and be like, I failed them as a mom because I still got my babies. 
I still have the time right now here in the present to make memories with them. And that is where I am in my life now. What's important to me is spending time with them now, is being able to be with them now, making those memories now and not focusing on what was and having regrets because that's wasting even more time sitting there in that. No, now I'm going to make the difference. And so I just want to tell you, moms, you are doing a good job. Don't focus on the mistakes that you have made. You did the best that you knew how in that that time yes it may have caused a little hurt it may have caused a little pain but as long as you learn from it you are a better mother for it you are a better person for it so keep pushing through keep making changes to yourself daily daily go to god god how do i mother these children how can i be the best mother for them because they are the only ones that i need to mother i don't need to worry about my friends kids i don't need to worry about the celebrity kids and what they doing and what they not doing i don't have time to be worried about outside forces because i need i i got my own stuff that I need to focus on and so I just want to encourage you today as we approach Mother's Day a day that we get to be celebrated as the ones who brought these children into this earth as the ones who sacrificed their bodies and went through the morning sickness some of us went through the sickness through all the trimesters the one who had these cravings the one who had these back pains who has the stretch marks and the scars to prove it that I am a part of this mother to you you deserve Deserve to be celebrated to the sacrifices that some of y'all have made with giving up your dreams or your jobs just so that you could be at home with your kids for those of you who are working three and four jobs just so that you can make ends meet for those of you who are out there who are just doing your best you are doing a good job hear me when I say it you are doing a good job and there is no other mother better for that job than you no one else can mother your kids the way that you do no one else can love your kids the way that you do so don't ever allow the enemy to come in another day and tell you that you are not a good mom that you are not doing your best that you are not doing everything that you can for your kids you continue to pray you continue to put your faith to work and put actions to you continue to do that because you are are doing a good job and God has already given you everything that you need to mother the children that he have given you the responsibility of mothering and even if you have other children your friends kids that come or your 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 friends kids or your your kids friends that come over to the house that just want to be around you you do what's already in you and that is to nurture and to love and to God because it's in us mothers when, when the Bible said that that woman was made for man, it wasn't just the wife made for the husband. It was the woman was made for mankind to give that nurture. That's why we have that nurturing spirit on the inside of us because it's in us to nurture others and to mother others. So go ahead and embrace what you have already been given and pour that back out into your children and to everybody else that you have the honor of touching their lives. 
I hope y'all got something out of the episode today. It is my prayer that you do. You know, you can always can connect with me on Instagram at Hannah's World 00, or you can send in your listener letters to Hannah's World 00 at gmail.com. I wish you a wonderful and happy Mother's Day. And until next time, peace out, world. <laughs>